Hello, Bucket Busters. Welcome to BYOP, Bring Your Own Popcorn. I'm Mixtape Majesty. I'm your host. Let us preach to your choir or stoke your ire as we slather our opinions onto your brain toast. What we lack in education, we make up for in other ways, like a back massage after a busy day, like honey in your tea, or the smell of clean linen. Hey! So, I didn't see you for, like, two holidays, and I didn't want to make that three, because I don't think I've talked to you since... I don't think we talked about Halloween. I know you didn't come to my Halloween party. I don't know what that was about. Um, I didn't expect to see you on Thanksgiving anyway, because I know, you know, you had your family, I have my family, whatever. But uh, I figured we should at least see each other once before Christmas. Um, uh, I haven't done a podcast in a while. (laughs) Uh, I've been kind of busy. I had two jobs and I was working. I literally worked every day for, I want to say it came up to like 12 or 13 weeks, I think. Um, But then I quit one, which is good news. Uh, So now I only have one. And I finally have time to do one of these things again. Bucket Buddies. Um, I've seen many movies since um, we last spoke. Um, so I'm going to talk about some of those. And I also have an announcement to make. Um, I'm thinking that I'm going to bring <laughs> producer on board as a co-host um, from now on. Because it'll just make it easier to keep me on track uh and make it he's currently being sniffed by a cat and giggling (laughs) so that's what you have to look forward to um so future co-host hello are you gonna have like (laughs) (laughs) are you gonna have like a handle like uh, overcord or you just want to go by your name producer cordovatron anything's fine okay so you don't want to use your real name or dale what's what was your real name I am Daniel Cordova. Oh, that's Tron. right. Whoa, your name's all up on the sound waves now. The airwaves, the MP3s, the waves, the M- MP4As is, I believe, the, the iTunes. Is that what it is? Sometimes. Or, or AAC, I believe, is another variety they offer. Oh. Ack. Ack. <laughs> we also have a special co-co-host, which is um, a guest in Catbox Studios today. He doesn't actually belong to Overcorvatron, Overcorvatron. Ovacordatron. Daniel. Ovacordovatron. <laughs> that one. <laughs> um, but he's he's just around. His name's Gizmo. Say hello, Gizmo. He's currently sniffing the microphone. Now he's looking away from me because I'm using my loud voice. I don't think he likes movies. He's also laying on my notes. <laughs> he looked in. I'm pretty sure he looked in. Currently, Mixtape is squeezing the cat, trying to make a meow come out. She's blowing on its face. Get off my notes. <laughs> 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 bit the microphone. Um, so I'm just going to talk about the movies that I've watched since we last um, met. Since through the never. My, since through yeah. the never. My popcorn minions. However, Gizmo is upon my notes, so I will try to recall them from memory. This cat has dandruff. You're so polite. He you needs w- some... Move the cat. <laughs> no, he's busy. And he's purring. Aren't we all? He needs, um, what's that really popular anti-dandruff shampoo? Head and shoulders? No, the other Knees one. Knees and toes. No. <laughs> Selsa? Selsa blue? Yeah, you need some 
Selson Pussy Blue. <laughs> Selson Pussy. Selson Blue Pussy. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. Hey. He got so ashamed of my terrible jokes about his dandruff that he left. Okay, so since we last spoke, I have seen... I'll try to do them in order of release, but I'm probably going to fail. Let's see. So, Cloudy the Chance of Meatballs 2 came out, which I had been talking about a lot. Uh, it was pretty fun. I took my siblings to see it. I did like the first one better, um, but I fucking loved the food puns. The only downside is that working at a movie theater, there was a trailer for it that played over and over and over and over again. So, I would see it about 30 times a day whenever I worked, at least 30 times. And then I would, you know, work three to four days a week. Um and so I've seen it many times and it had basically all the best moments of the movie. Like there's a leak in the boat and it's, uh, it's the leak of the vegetable, not the physical, uh, absence of space. Um, Causing water to come through or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then there's the moment with the guy who he was Mr. T and no longer is Mr. T where he like says, not be- get back in their tear about being a man or whatever, which wasn't funny to begin with. And then was like really aggravating after a while. And there's a couple other ones. But anyway, those were all in the trailer. So those were a little bit ruined for me, but I still enjoyed them. And there were some bonuses. Um, I like that movie a lot too, actually. Yeah, so I got... It was fun. I got, uh, I got producer to go. I was uh, I was the only person in the theater, which is kind of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Very back row. I had my feet up and I was just having a grand old time. And I also enjoyed the food puns. Probably my favorite part of it. Yeah, I got a couple texts from... I don't know what to call you. I keep wanting to call you producer. Do what it. do you want to go I'm by? Also producer. Should I just, you just be producer and mixtape majesty? Sure. I don't know. We'll have to think of something else. For now, I'm just going to call you producer. Protein I did. T- Protein the tape. I did a, a theater check in while well, producer was watching that movie, and I saw him like at the back, just looking kind of scared. Like his eyes were big, and he was eating popcorn like as nervously as anyone can eat popcorn. <laughs> he was just like, "It's weird that I'm alone." I'm a lone man watching a children's movie in a lone theater. <laughs> if anyone else came in, well, I would have you put had it that to, way. I would have had to leave. Throw in the fact that you have a enormous beard and a, you had a My Little Pony t-shirt at the time that was covered in mustard stains. And I'd say I'm a Bernie, but that's not true. I'm more of a mustardy. <laughs> Mustardo. So I'm making producers see more movies now, so which will help in uh, in us discussing them upon the show. So I made you see that one. What else did I make you see? You also made me see. Oh, I almost made you see Ender's Game. Well, I went into Ender's Game. I saw some of Ender's Game. Then I went for a walk home. <laughs> if you do recall, my dear Pop Kernels, I was really looking forward to Ender's Game because I love that book. Um, I do, wasn't, was that the one that was directed by the director of Wolverine Origins? I think it might have been. Maybe. Do you want me to look it up? Because, oh, it's okay. Okay. I was a little bit worried after reading that, but I was just like hoping against hope. Like, maybe it'll be okay. Harrison Ford is in it. That one kid is in it. Was it the kid from Hugo? I don't know. It was a kid from yes, something. Yes, it was. It was a kid from Hugo. Okay. And then, like, there was a good girl actress in it. Turns out, hit, like, one of my favorite characters in the book is, uh, his sister, and she, because she does all this fucking amazing shit. Not... Any of that was in the movie. I guess didn't I'll she just scream in a door? Yeah, it. she's just in the beginning, and she's just like a, not even a supporting character. She's a supporting moment, and then like, well, they do. There is a scene like later on in the movie where they're supposed to like bond, and she like sets him back on the right track, but you don't feel anything because there's no relationship set up in the movie for you to feel anything about it. Um, in the movie, she and her brother start, um, like they. St- 
basically there's the internet in the in the book i think i might have said movie in the book there's basically the internet and this was written before the internet existed and she and her other brother the guy who's kind of an asshole but then in the end you're like oh he has good sides to him too oh shit he's a three-dimensional character um they become they create personalities of being politicians on the internet like of adult politicians and they be they end up being like these really big political powers in on the planet like on the whole planet by pretending that they're adults and they start influencing politicians and different groups and stuff like that because they're just really fucking smart and that's why fake myspace accounts not MySpace, because it's, it's the internet, but it's not the internet. <laughs> like, oh. it's where people can all communicate, and there's, like, forums and stuff, but it's not, like... Orson Scott Card's idea of the internet didn't have any of the, like, the social media. It was clearly just, like, a more business-like type of thing. Um, so, they did that, and that was amazing, because uh, Valentine, his sister, was was really awesome in that. And she ends up forming this alliance with the, the bad brother... So anyway, none of that was in the movie, um, and there wasn't really much else in the movie. And the other thing that I was really looking forward to is the game that he plays in the book, which is in the movie for, like, 30 seconds? Was that the freestyle thing they were doing? No. Well, okay, that is another game. I was looking forward to the computer, I'm making finger quotes right now, computer game that he plays in the book, um, because in the book I got the impression that it wasn't a computer. Like, he, he looks at a screen... But it sounded like they had some kind of technology where he was sort of in it, like it was virtual reality. Um, and he plays that a lot, and he like keeps breaking all these barriers in it uh, and making weird shit happen in the games. And they're, of course, watching him the whole time. So they're saying, how is he doing that? Like, why is why are people that he knows in real life appearing in the game? We didn't program that. In the end, it turns out it's the aliens forcing that to happen. None of that's in the movie either. It's just like he plays it for a second, and like a mouse goes into a like, giant's eye. And I don't know. But the game, the other game, um, what'd you call it? I called it freeze tag, like 3, 4D <laughs> freeze tag or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot more in-depth in the book, and, and yeah, they play that a lot. Yeah, you, you think they'd have like a system that would, well, this is just referencing the movie, because yeah. in it, they, spoiler, at one point, he tricks, <laughs> oh, like an, I haven't done <laughs> he tricks an opposing team by thinking that he's already been shot, and when you get shot, you freeze in this freeze tag thing. So he just holds still. You think they would have like shot him anyway or made him glow if they were shot or something. But it's just like, hold on, play dead. (laughs) (laughs) And after seeing the game, that's when I walked out of the theater. (laughs) Because I was curious, like, what's the game? What's the, oh, this is the game? The game's tag. (laughs) I don't think playing dead is a tactic that he ever used in the book that I can recall. I'm guessing that uh, Orson Scott Card would have thought of that. And, like, if they were frozen, there's probably a way that you can see it or something. I would guess. What else didn't you like about the movie? The um, the way they were, like, training the kid just didn't really translate as anything but just, like, people being a dick to a child. <laughs> which, it was just, like, Harrison Ford being a gruff old man for no <laughs> real reason. Which I know eventually was going to turn into him, like, liking the kid or, you know, having some heart towards him. But... And, you know, doing it for a bit of purpose because he's got potential. But it was just like, nope, man up. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> it's like, oh, he just like yelled at him. And then like the kids themselves, they were portrayed in a way that always bugs me in movies where they have all these like quippy one liners that kids just don't say. Yeah. Kids say the darndest things. They don't say the smartest things. <laughs> and they were just like kind of full of themselves and like really big 
like they were like jocks at one point like the the second team he joins or whatever he's like get out of my way i'm awesome but i'm also really tiny <laughs> and he's like no really you have to make him think you're in charge but i'm really controlling you and he's like <laughs> you are controlling me yeah that was a bummer yeah that you're talking about him and the um the like leader of the second yes the one he graduated into which i don't really understand either oh he didn't graduate um but the dynamic between him and and the leader bonzo is much more bonzo 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 is much more uh, intricate in the in the book as well it's not like they cut uh, like a big relationship down to like a couple actions which if you cut everything else in between then it means nothing which is the same thing that happened with him and colonel graf who's harrison ford's character is that yeah if you like take this three-dimensional relationship and just take out a couple points from it and say like here he's gruff and here he seems a little bit nicer than then you can like create this whole new character which is what they did for the movie in the book it was it was different and he pretty much stays mean to ender the whole way and so does everyone they're treating him like shit to make him stronger and right. that is that does happen in the book but it's not as transparent as in the movie because clearly they read the book and they're like oh they're treating him like shit and then he gets tougher and so they literally they just like did their own interpretation of that um what was it that oh and he didn't uh he didn't graduate they were deliberately doing that like in the first scene in the um when they're on the ship going up and um harrison ford's character is like oh it looks like ender wiggins the only one that's got any smarts around here what i think they didn't make apparent in the movie is that in the book he does that colonel graf does that in the beginning to make the other kids hate ender right to make them single him out was that obvious yeah i caught that too i didn't even catch it because he was trying to like make him be a loner and fend for himself it just yeah. seemed like another form of like emotional abuse oh it is yeah it's just like let's make it so he doesn't have any friends as we're also treating him like shit yeah so he's just like i'm so mad i'm gonna make this mouse go in that giant's eye <laughs> suck it <laughs> suck uh, it adults um, maybe <laughs> i don't know maybe i just in the book like that is basically what happens but there's something i feel that's lost in the translation but yeah so i went to see that with a couple of people and producer was not having it <laughs> my other friend one of them um actually enjoyed it he said it was like a fun sci-fi flick that was mostly about the climax um which is true like the the climax was a little bit better than the rest of it hey um my usually other friend is. what's that usually is <laughs> my other friend whoa what uh, nothing my All other right. friend um said he summed it up pretty well for me because a lot of times i have a hard time articulating what i don't like about a movie unless i've thought about it for like a year um and he said that it was like a montage, which is which is succinct, I think, or succinct. I don't know how to say that name, but I know how to spell it. Word. I don't know how to say that word, but I know how to spell it. Word up. <laughs> Worth it. Good, good. <laughs> good punctuation on Ender's Game. Um, yeah, but so he said that it was like a montage. So like everything was just like blah, 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 blah. <gasps> big ending scene, which I like the ending scene, like that the, the twist at the end. Yeah, the way you described it made it sound cool. Yeah, it I is. I don't regret leaving. It's amazing in the book. Like that it's yeah. In the in the movie it was like, Oh, I actually feel an emotion now. But it could have been better. <laughs> it took two hours to feel anything. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Okay, I didn't make you see anything else today. Uh I have a couple more things. I also have in my list uh Thor Dose. Oh yeah, we did see Thor as well. I and saw Thor three times. Three yeah, can't combine those ones. Six. Um and I also saw the Hungry Games. The hung- them hunger games. Them hungry games. Hungry, hungry games. Two, which I thought was neat. 
It was uh, it kind of felt like a filler movie, but one that was justifiably so. It felt like a filler movie. Well, it felt like a long time to actually get to the games, and the games felt really short, and then it ended abruptly. Well, there was only supposed to be one game. Right. I don't I know. know if you recall the first one. Yeah, there was the only the one, but there wasn't did. supposed to be another one. But I, in the first one, it felt like the lead up to the actual games wasn't such a chore. Well, because it wasn't supposed to be. Because the first. The the first one, the first book or movie is like, oh shit, this girl goes to the Hunger Games and the whole thing is like, oh my god, it's so crazy. And then at the end of the book, you're like, oh god, it's over, yay. And, th- and then there's a second book and you're like, what the hell can the second one be about? Because the games are over. And then it, in the series, it's just like, oh, it's just about her and like the victory tour and how her life is after the Hunger, ga- Hunger Games. God damn it. Now I can't say not say it. <laughs> it's just her after life after the, that. The Hunger Games, yeah. And then so then when that happens, you're like shocked. But I guess like with, you know, trailers and stuff like that, then you're not shocked. But you're supposed to be shocked. Like, what? They have to go back? Well, like you're not shocked because at some point you walk through a book aisle in a store and you see a third book and you're like, interesting. But it could just, I mean, it doesn't mean that it's that she goes back to the games it just means that it continues to tell katniss everdeen's story right well but it the way it ended it led to the the third one apparently as the book does and because of that there isn't really a resolution to the second one there's kind of a cliffhanger ending which is is fine spoiler there is not another game there's another movie and book, but she d- they don't go back to the arena. Don't you remember she shot an arrow in the top spoiler and destroyed the arena? Spoiler? Yeah, spoiler. Backslash spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> Hashtag spoiler. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. But <laughs> because it gave, it's just leading to this ultimate conclusion, Um, it, it felt like it's just building towards that. So that's all this movie was doing. Oh, really? I thought the game was kind of cool. Like, okay. the whole clock oh, aspect was, was really awesome. cool. I loved it. And what's his name? And the character of BD, who's played by Jeffrey Wright. His voice is so good. Right. And the way they... I don't remember his character that much from the book, but the way that they interpreted the movie was so good. I loved him so much. That was cool. I really liked the old lady. I know. She was really sweet. And I loved how she didn't talk, and she was just, like, full of love. She, she reminded me of our favorite customer, Sunny Shine. Mm-hmm. Sunny Shine. Shout out. Yeah. she does. I'm sure she doesn't listen to podcasts, but... When I worked at this place that um, producer currently still works at, yeah. um, <laughs> there was a customer that from the first day I worked there, or the first day that I met her, she was my favorite customer. And then I think everywhere I've worked since then, I've seen her. And I'm always like, here again, there is some <laughs> sun in the world. Some and shine from it, too. Some shine, yeah. But anyway. So I'm actually really looking forward to the third one. Cool. I like the first two. I still cannot not be distracted by Lenny Kravitz being oh, Lenny I Kravitz. Oh, I love it, though. Because she shows up and, like, <laughs> I th- want. Th- I think this guy wants to fly away. <laughs> oh, no. I love his, his uh his just, like, really subtle gold eyeliner, which, <laughs> which <laughs> in the first one was so subtle as to be, like, where you're, like, is that there? And in the second one, they're, like, that worked. That looks good on him. So they, like, thickened it up a little. I like it. I can't wait till the, the public starts wearing that. Not nowhere near as subtle or modest as Elizabeth Banks, uh, her makeup. Who, she, which she that plays uh, Effa Trinket. Effie Trinket. Effie Trinket. <laughs> so good. Yeah, who's just a, a human peacock <laughs> throughout all these films. Oh, and um, oh Caesar Flickerman. Is that the way? host? That's the host guy. Oh my god, I love suits. that guy's purple eyebrows. <laughs> yes, he's so good. He does such a good job, and they did a great job with his character. He, like, nails a Regis, but makes it even bigger. <laughs> um, I actually, 
my I asked my friend if he wanted to go see the movie and it turned out he hadn't seen the first one and so we went and watched the first one and then the second one and seeing the first one again made me realize it was kind of a really bad movie was it bad I mean watching it the second time maybe it wasn't bad but there's a lot of really bad parts like some of the dialogue was absolutely awful um some of it was just like really transparent and like looking at what a movie was supposed to be instead of what it is um and then the the wardrobe i remember being really disappointed in the wardrobe except for lenny kravis's tiny (laughs) subtle gold eyeliner um and then katniss's um outfit in the actual hunger games um was good but by comparison the second one all of the costumes are so good. The costume people did such a great idea. Caesar, Fl- Caesar Flickerman's, I want to say Cesar, like Cesar Milan, but I, I don't think he is um, that. But Caesar Flickerman's suits are so amazing. And uh, Effie Trinket's dresses, there's like one that's made out of butterflies. It's just <laughs> so ridiculous. All of Katniss's dresses are great, um, which is and when they describe it in the book, it sounds like that. Like they, she puts effort into describing how amazing the outfits are, and and they they really made it come to life in this uh, future film event. I appreciate them kind of bringing back Woody Harrelson. Kind of bringing him back. Well, because he's in the first Hunger Games. It was like the first time I personally had thought of Woody Harrelson in a long time. <laughs> nice. And then he's he, in something else coming out, right? Or yeah. he was. He's in. Um, uh, he was in Zombieland too. Oh yeah, I know. But that was a while ago. It was. I meant recently. So he's in Hungry Hunger Hunger Games this year. He's also (laughs) Hungry Hungry Games. The Hippo Games. Um, I think he's in Out of the Furnace. Yeah, he's in Out of the Furnace right now, which is getting really good reviews, and it has my man Christian Bale, who by the way is coming out. Who's coming out? Ah. Coming (laughs) out. Um. In a lot of movies, <laughs> oh, including one called American Hustle, which I'm really looking forward to. It looks really good. What were we talking about? Hungry Games. Woody Harrelson. Woody. You feel like you haven't, you forgot about Woody. I did, and I and I like his his uh, character in these movies. Oh, yeah, he's great. They did a good job of him. Hamish is his name. Yes, thank he's, you. I feel like he was like spot on from the book. I'm terrible with names, so. Yeah, well, they're weird names, too. Peta, Katniss, Hamish, Flickerman, Effie, Beatty, Wyrus. Johanna, Johanna, going? like what is that? It's like a sneeze. <laughs> China. <laughs> oh, by the way, Johanna was amazing. And can you look up right now? I'm pretty sure um, the actress who played her was uh, Donnie Darko's girlfriend in. Uh, I I just gonna say Donnie Darko's girlfriend in Donnie Darko, which is a little redundant. Um, and producer just googled it, and indeed she was Gretchen Ross which in Donnie Darko. Her name is Gretchen Ross. Yeah. Wait, the character is Gretchen Ross. Yes, her okay. name is Jenna Malone. Jenna Malone, okay. Which is a perfect segue into my next things of talking about that are movies. <laughs> um, so yeah, the reason I rec- recognized her, I don't think I would have either because she was a lot younger in Donnie Darko, um, is I recently rewatched Donnie Darko, which was um, very good. I love that movie. And I also watched... End of Watch, Jarhead, and October Sky. I, I think there's a theme there. Is there is there a theme? There do they all have there. vowels in the names? Mm-hmm, they do. Wait, let's see. Is there? I think I think all of those titles have an A in them. Wait, no. Yeah, Donnie Darko. Yeah, is that it? Also, they all have more than one syllable in their title. In the title. Oh, they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, they also have a uh, just one Gyllenhaal. Oh, wait. One of them has two Gyllenhaals. Oh, snap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've been on a little bit of a Jake Gyllenhaal binge lately uh, after seeing Prisoners, which I think I'm going to try to do an episode of a best of 2013 or a best of like the past like 16 months, which is more of a year in Mixtape Majesty's brain. My my years are usually a little bit longer than calendar year, Roman Roman calendar. Um, so I saw a movie called Prisoners also, which is one of my favorite movies of, the, of a while. And... Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, Hugh Jackman, um, Paul Dano, who are all fucking amazing in this. And I highly recommend that you see it, except that I actually didn't really recommend um, many of my friends seeing this because it's brutal. I came out of it. Um, I came out of the theater and I went to the lobby where like my coworkers were. And they turned around and looked at me and they kind of did like a double take. And they were like, are you okay? You look you look drained (laughs) and I was like I am that was a crazy emotional ride um I don't want to like spoilers because I I don't know um it's about is it like violent is it super emotional it's violent and emotional it's about uh Hugh Jackman plays uh the father um these two families are having Thanksgiving together and the the two little daughters who are like I don't know eight or nine go out to play and they don't come back and so the movie is them trying to figure out where they went um and uh jake gyllenhaal is the angst-filled mysterious uh, like justice-driven detective who will who has like no fear um but is like super down to earth and uh anyway okay. and his hair falls in front of his eyes sometimes <laughs> Um, was that the, the trailer? <laughs> but um, the just the acting, the the cinematography. I'm I'm a sucker for cinematography. Uh, uh, the music is really good. Um, see, a lot of times I'm not too reluctant to do to to do spoilers, but for some reason this one I am because it's so amazing. The ending is like the be- one of the best film endings I've ever seen. It. Uh, so good <laughs> i know i can't i can't even tell you because it, it's one of those endings where they don't just like give it to you on a silver platter it's you know what happened but they're not gonna like blatantly put it in your face it's kind of it just like goes out softly and that makes it have that much more of an impact on you it's it's hard to describe but yeah so it's him trying to find that and just finding out these weird characters in the movie including or in the universe that they're in including the character um played by Paul Dano, who is my number one actor to watch because he's been in a lot of really good movies lately. He was also in 12 Years a Slave this year, which was also a fucking amazing movie. Um, starring uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, sadly I can't pronounce his name, um, and starring like a bunch of other fucking awesome people. Brad Pitt has an amazing role in it. Um, it's directed by Steve McQueen. I'm pretty sure it's getting really good reviews, and it is amazing. It's it's also it has some of the best cinematography that I've seen in the past year. So that's another movie to watch. Um, but back to Prisoners. Um, so yeah, so it's just him finding out what happened and his story, and it's really about characters. For me, a good movie is definitely about the characters, and they do a really good job. And uh, you get really invested in every single character, so you care about what happens to every single one of them. Oh yeah. So I watched 12 Years a Slave after I gave in my two weeks notice uh, at my job that I was um, 
my soul was dying from that uh, I had been thinking about quitting for a while and then all my friends and family were telling me that I should and so finally I did <laughs> but it but there was a lot of buildup and I was terrified to do it because I, f- I feel bad for it because I, I, fe- I feel bad for leaving my coworkers. but anyway after I did it I felt like super relieved and I was like oh, I want to go do something fun and like do something for myself so I went and bought a hot chocolate and I was like what next and I just like wandered around downtown I was in a good mood I was like I think I'll go see a movie but all the movies playing at my theater are shitty I'll go see a movie at the independent theater what are they playing? Oh, that one about the guy who has HIV. What else? Oh, the one about the guy who's a slave for 12 years. <laughs> but I decided to see it anyway. So I saw 12 Year Slave alone with 20 other elderly people. It was I don't a know playful romp, right? What's that? It was a playful romp, it right? It was a playful romp. And I made many friends amongst the elderly. And by the way, I said other elderly, which makes it sound like I also am, which is maybe accurate because sometimes I go to bed really early and... I like raisins. You're Gmilf. Oh, what now? <laughs> Gmilf. <laughs> I'm an NC-17 rated Gmilf. <laughs> what? Um, but yeah, that movie's amazing. Um, it's kind of similar to Prisoners in that I don't want to recommend it to everyone because it's got all the harsh realities of life, the harsh, horrifying things of life. But... Um, that kind of segues me to another thing, actually. Uh, I'm, like, strongly in support of showing hard, horrible things that make you feel terrible because they do happen and, like, part of life is figuring out how you are going to deal with those things because you can't avoid them. Um, and also learning not to perpetuate them and just, like, learning that that's part of the world and what you're going to do with that information, whether you're going to become proactive or reactive or just how you're going to interpret that into how you go through the world or go through life um which is what 12 years a slave and prisoners is something that comes up there um and it also makes me think of the holocaust which i'm bringing up because (laughs) the movie book thief really heavy i'm sorry but i want to talk about this the Book Thief is a movie that came out this year that is, uh, or that came out this month that is getting a lot of viewers, which is pissing me off. Um, families are going to it and a lot of old people, which would tell you that it's a heartwarming tale. Well, I think it is, and it's about the Holocaust, which is what makes me angry. I went in, um, as a kid, for some reason I was really interested in the Holocaust and I would read like lots of books about it. Um, and watch movies, like young adult books, like about kids, for kids and stuff. Uh, And what always fascinated me about it was that it was such a horrible, horrible thing that really did happen, that people made it through it without being, you know, without becoming it, without becoming monsters themselves. Um, And that there were people during this time of like complete psychological takeover that didn't go for it like you know there's germans and people who helped those people against you know they endangered their lives and the lives of their family to help these people that were being uh terribly terribly mistreated and killed and they're making a heartwarming holiday tale about this uh and so that really rubs me the wrong way um it seemed very watered down and the main character is like this blonde blue-eyed girl who's adorably saving books from the book burning piles and i think spoiler i think someone dies at the end 
They might be a Jew. <laughs> I don't know how to segue from that. <laughs> Speaking of atrocities, I saw We Are the Millers. No. <laughs> how was that? It was terrible. Don't do this part of the show. <laughs> um, producer's parents made him watch The Millers. Who are among our listeners? Hi. Hi, Milo. Hi, Mom. Love you. Do you have any other movies that you saw that you thought does, were... Does Papa Bear listen to this? I don't think so. Or if he does, I think uh, Madre may just have it on in the background and he sort of listens. Is this porridge too hot for him? Yes. <laughs> 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 Sorry, what question did you ask me? Uh, you see anything else? Wicked, wicked cool. Wiki cool? Yeah. Radical. Um, well, I don't know what accent that was. Uh, oh, I also saw Don John, who, oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> who stars... Uh, stars another one of my celebrity crushes, which has kind of waned a little in the. Um, did did fall- Don John ruin it? Oh no no no! Uh, Prisoners ruined it. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal ruined it. Oh okay. <laughs> so it wasn't that he his his magic was uh dampened at all. It was just trumped. It wasn't tar- Yeah, there you go. It wasn't tarnished. It was trumped. Bam. Um, Donald trumped. Don Donald trumped. All right. <laughs> Even the cat looked at me for that one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Don John. Uh, I was excited about that one because, like I said, I knew that it was going to be terrible. And so I was excited about how terrible it would be. How terrible was it, really? It wasn't that terrible, which was almost disappointing. Uh-huh. It was just. Was it, it a bad movie that wasn't even fun or something? It was kind of fun. It was, in the end, it was really weird. But it just felt. It felt. It's hard to say. Because I knew that it was tongue-in-cheek, but it felt extremely sincere. So it's weird coming from the perspective of someone who knows a little bit about what Joseph Gordon-Levitt really feels and thinks about the movie. Because I read a lot of interviews. I've read interviews of him before, and then I also read ones that he did about the movie and the other actors talking about it. And so having that perspective on it, as opposed to if you went in blind, you would think that it was completely sincere and like was was a story or a person type that they were trying to promote when in fact it's what it really is is they're saying look there are really people like this isn't this ridiculous and like isn't porn addiction fucking ridiculous is what they're saying but i think if you don't have the critical thinking or the background to know that's what you're going into it just looks like they're just saying ha this guy he gets a lot of ladies and he prefers porn and then the ending is just fucking weird he ends up banging this this uh, chick, and when I say chick, I mean this much older lady who's not um, by the, his standards or probably um, a number of people's standards attractive. Um, and he ends up having sex with her randomly. And like this like smoking hot chick, Scar- Scarlett Johansson. Oh, I was going to say Scarlett Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Um, they like break up because she's um, super controlling and stuff, but... Um, and then he goes, and that's it. Oh. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> seems, it also seems abrupt. Basically, yeah, the way that I summed it up is pretty much how you go out of the movie feeling, I think. My friend who I saw it with hated it. <laughs> or she at least, I actually didn't ask her if, if she would use the word hate, but she was just like, that movie was so dumb. <laughs> oh, by the way, it has like sort of a, a shocking amount to me of porn scenes. Like, I don't think there's blatant dick. But there's definitely, er, I think, everything but. Is there but? Everything but. 
No. I don't know how to answer your question in a humorous manner. There is but. <laughs> Good. Good. That's what I want to know. In that vein, sort of, I also saw Bad Grandpa. I also saw Bad Grandpa, actually. Oh, Yay. did you? Yes, I did. Tell me about that. Um, I, I kind of grew up on the Jackass movies, and it was cool to see some of their, like, skits rather than the story part of it. Oh. But, like, well, the the skits I, I enjoyed particularly. I enjoyed the um, All May Review thing where he was in that, that bar where the male strippers were there. <laughs> and, uh, oh, the the grand the grandson talking to people on the street was just hilarious. Yes. <laughs> the dad one. Hey, dad. I love you. That was so funny. Cause Wait, I hey, got, dad, I love you? Because that random guy he walks up to and starts calling him dad. Oh. And then says he's going to go like go home with them with what they're doing. Oh, man. That, I think that was when we were on a booze run. <laughs> oh, that's right. So I, I saw you this. didn't see Bad Grandpa. <laughs> no, we did. Um, I saw this with a couple friends. And we we went in with, um, I think we went in with like a little bottle of Jack. And we got a Coke and mixed those up together. And then when we were done with it. We're like, this is fun. Let's get more. Which my friends, usually when you're already having fun, just, you know, wait a little bit. Um, but we decided to, we were like, dude, we can totally book it to the store and get some more and come back and still see the movie. So we did. But then we ran out of that. And so we decided to do it again. And we came back during the credits. But we saw most of it. Did you see the oddly sweet scene in the credits where the old grandpa guy puts flowers somewhere? No. He puts them on a grave. Do whose grave it is. No. Ryan Dunn. Aw. The guy who was in Jackass that died a few years ago. Aw, that's really sweet. Fun fact about his grave that I learned from the WTF podcast. Mm. Uh, fans of his leave toy cars on his grave. Aw. Do you know why? No. Did you see the first Jackass movie? No, I haven't seen any of the Jackass movies, but I've seen, I think, every episode of the show. The last, the big last pranks a strong word of the first Jackass movie is they're going to an x-ray person. And he's like complaining about stomach pain. But before he goes in, he takes a toy car and a condom and puts it up his ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the guy that died, his fans leave toy cars on his Aww. grave as a, as a tribute. Aww. Yeah. He would love that. He would love that. It's adorable. Yes. But yeah, I, I enjoyed that movie. It wasn't like as laugh out loud funny as I thought it would be. But I, I came out with my face having just a little bit of soreness from smiling. Same. I really like the one. I know it was in the trailer, but I still liked it. Um, where the <laughs> the boy goes into the Miss like scary baby Miss America oh pageant or whatever. Those horrifying. <laughs> they are, and the one girl who was like, what did she say? <laughs> There's this one girl that says something in like the snobbiest little butch voice. I think she says like, "That kid has a grandpa," or like, "She has a grandpa." And then her her mom, who's like, you know, so progressive, she's like, well, we're just not used to that. What I loved about that scene, what they showed in the trailer, but it was still hilarious, was after his whole dance number to ch- Cherry Pie by Warrant. Warrant? It doesn't matter. That one older woman that claps once. Yes! So That's cute! That's so and funny. Then she, she's like so stuck in like her social, her bubble of of like fear because you see she like claps and she's like looks around like wait is this what everyone's doing shit this isn't what everyone's she claps doing once and then just covers <laughs> her face. so good but she goes home and laughs about it you know she does oh, yeah. did we talk about thor yet we touched on it did we i think we said that we watched it oh we watched it i watched it dark world 
Oh yeah, we saw that. I saw it three times. What did you think of it? I kind of nothing did. Nothing did. It, when it was over, I didn't really. I wasn't mad that I watched it. I wasn't glad that I watched it. I it was just I watched it, which is kind of how I felt about the first Thor movie. Except I got I got, you know, I made fun of it for looking like a, a Star Wars prequel <laughs> and how the first one was just daddy issues and this was mommy issues. Basically, just Thor and Loki fighting over their mother, mother's affection, but then she died and they're just like blaming each other for it. Oh. And the first one was like, Dad didn't love you. Oh, that's fine. He didn't love you either. Oh, yes, he did. Mm, I have a hammer. Mm. <laughs> I haven't seen the first one um, in a while since since many major life-changing events, so I don't remember it very well. I saw it in, like, February. Um, but I know the second one was better. I do remember that. I remember thinking, like, the first one, I was like, that was a lot of fun. Like, that was cute. I'll wink at that. Um, I wouldn't buy it, probably, unless it was in a box set. Do we get movies often? What? Do we get movies often? Um, if they're Thor, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, or Captain America, you you said you saw it multiple times and it, you enjoyed it more the second time. Yeah, Is this something viewers should come back to. Yeah, so I'm trying to convince producer to see it a second time because the first time I saw it, I felt kind of the same way. I came out, I was like, well, that was fun, and I didn't really have any emotions beyond that. I kind of like opened my chest cavity to like look at my heart and see how it really felt about it. That's what I do when I'm not sure what I'm feeling, which happens a lot. Um, but it kind of was just like, that was, that was a fun movie. Um, and I was like, well, okay, that's that. Um, and then I ended up seeing it again because, um, my mom and her boyfriend wanted to see it. So we went and saw it. And the second time I was like, this movie's actually really good. Like I saw, I noticed a lot of little things about it that I had noticed the first time, but hadn't really like appreciated for what they were. Cause from the perspective of someone who enjoys films and like, likes to write screenplays, you can see the reason that people do things the way that they do and how they could have done them differently in a shitty way. And there's more things that you notice the second time through. There's funny moments, for at least for me, that I didn't notice the first time through. Um, you follow the action a little better because you're more relaxed because you've already seen it once. That's me again. Um, and then I ended up seeing it a third time because I wanted to take my little brother to it. And I liked it just as much that time and I wasn't bored. Oh, I also took producer to it the third time. Mm-hmm. I was there. I was kind of, I was a little bored. <laughs> I could tell. I kind of could sense at one point, I was like, he's going to leave. It was like more towards the beginning. Mm-hmm. I could feel you just like, you're sort of having an out-of-body experience where you were imagining yourself walk out. Which is funny because at some point I did stand up and I get went to go to soda. So, yeah. No, it, well, yeah, it was before that. But I could feel that like you wanted to leave or something. But then it's got a little bit more interesting and I felt like you like relaxed a little bit. I was like, okay, good. He's not going to leave, but he's not enjoying himself. <laughs> I was disappointed with Natalie Portman. With character. what? Oh, I know. Because I really like her as an actress. That is she, my only beef with it. She could just be any person, anything, mm-hmm. and it'd just be the same movie. Well, I realized that is my only beef with the movie is like that her character is p- very poorly developed. And what I realized after the third time watching it is the issue is that once Mr. Big Man comes into the picture, her personality evaporates. Because in the beginning of the movie, before he gets there, she has a personality. She's awkward. Um... She's an awkward scientist who's kind of bumbling and, you know, she has a personality there. Um, and then he comes along and she talks less until she, I think she doesn't talk for about 30 minutes, which one could argue that it's because she's got like dark goo, big dark goo up the in venom. her venom or whatever. Um, but I don't I don't buy it. Uh, and then the next time she really starts talking again is when they're like at the breakfast table and Thor's gone again and then her character comes back. Or no, 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 I guess she comes back when she helps save the world. I guess. She starts like saying science stuff. Like, put the science stick over here to make the science. (laughs) 
And, you know, she does help save the day. I'll give you that. But, um, like, just, like, saying scientific-sounding words doesn't really give you a character. And then you do have to throw them a bone for the mother being a fucking badass. I was going to say, Mama Thor had way more character development in, like, that one scene. I know. They only show her a little bit. And, she, yeah, you, like, love her. Like, you love her so much. I shed, I shed a tear. Um, let's see. What else did I see? Gravity, I think, is the last thing that I saw in theaters that I haven't spoken of yet. Gravity, definitely very good. Um, it's a weird thing with Gravity for me because I think that I would put it on my top 10 movies of the past literal calendar year. But I... Of, like, the movies that have come out. But as far as my personal favorites, the ones that have, like, stuck with me that I would potentially buy, that I strongly recommend people to see. Um, I mean, I do recommend people to see it, but it doesn't really have... It's not really in my heart, um, but it is amazingly made. Special effects are amazing. There's a lot of heart in it. Everything that you want in a movie, which I'm most sensitive to, which is that when you can tell that the actors like what they're doing, the director clearly has a vision and likes bringing it to life without just completely blocking it in and like getting too stuck in the vision. Um, the soundtrack is thoughtful. Like They know what they're doing with the soundtrack. Um, dialogue is like to the point and not doesn't um exposition too much or simplify and the acting is great and and uh there's a lot of really great things about it um i know i did make fun of the trailers for the longest time i still think the trailer was kind of bad i don't know i guess there's not much else they could have done but i was really curious because everyone was saying that it was a sci-fi movie or like people were saying the genre was sci-fi and the trailer was just sandra bullock flying off into space screaming <laughs> so i was like I I laughed at every time I saw Me the trailer. Too. <laughs> yeah, so I made fun of it a lot. Pretty um, woman in space. <laughs> so maybe for people I should explain like what actually happens somewhat. I don't know. Do you care if I spoil anything? Yeah, it's fine. Um, I've actually heard how it ends and everything. Oh, the ending's the best part, man. Yeah, I guess I won't see it then. <laughs> no, you gotta see it. Um, yeah, so it's just a big anxiety ride. It's it's just about how it's told and how, you know, how much heart went into it. Um um so george clooney and sandra bullock get stranded in space and not julie roberts my bad it's about <laughs> racist it's about just facing facing that of you know floating in fucking space dude being so far away from everything you know and not dead yet uh but knowing that it may happen and there's a slim chance that you won't and it does for me like definitely kind of blows your mind like trying to imagine how you would feel in that situation just you're away from everything there's not really anyone that can help you because when normally when you're panicked your brain searches for all the possible solutions to the situation and all the possible people that could help you and when you're in space there's very 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 few solutions and there's no one to help you when your radio cuts out which is what happens um so it's got to be like one of the worst fear that you can 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 have besides like that split second before the bus hits you as will happen to us all one day. Um, so it's that's really what the movie is about, I think, is like fear and being alone. And then the end is about, uh, I guess, hope and independence and, and finding yourself and the comparison to that, to facing that all-powerful solitude, which we all must face. Um, but there's just, there's a lot of cool effects and and scenes and just little moments of humanity 
And that's just like kind of the whole movie. So it's definitely not everyone's cup of tea. It's, it's these little moments of humanity. And the whole time it's very anxious because you don't know what's going to happen. So that's what it's about. No no monsters. <laughs> no space monsters? No space monsters. They don't meet up with E.T. and give them Reese's Pieces and they get all excited and float back to Earth. Spoilers! Sorry! We're going to put like the biggest spoiler flag on this. There's going to have to be like seven asterisks. Damn, so many asterisks. And that other character from the French cartoon. So all the, those are all the movies that I've seen in theaters. Um, I also watched some movies at home besides End of Watch, Jarhead, October Sky, and Darnie Darko. Um, I also watched Robocop, the original, because there's a sequel coming out, and so I thought I should see the first one. Um, unfortunately, I was uh, rather drunk at the time, so I don't remember a lot of it, but I do remember <laughs> fucking loving it, and I need to rewatch it. Um, I do. There was a lot of moments where I was like, oh my god, this movie is so good, and I only vaguely remember what I was yelling at. But I'm definitely going to rewatch it. Not excited about the the remake because I'm just never... I refuse to ever be excited about a remake. Even if the first one was bad. Um, I, I just think it's safer not to be excited about remakes and sequels. Um, yeah. It's just... It's better to be pleasantly surprised than horribly disappointed. Get, get used to it. I also watched Kings of Summer. Which I'd heard some good things about. Which has uh, Nick Offerman and um, his wife... I feel so bad. I can't remember her name. I just always say wife. Nick Offerman and Nick Offerman's wife. <laughs> What's her name? Megan Mullally? Yeah. Oh, Megan Mullally. Got it. Nailed it. <laughs> and I think there's a couple other um, supporting characters that are that are co- cool actors that I like. Um, oh, I think uh, Community Chick. I think Community Chick, Mad Men Chick is in it as like... Alison Brie? Alison Brie, I think, is in it as the main character's sister. But anyway, it's a bunch of teenagers. Um, two of them decide to run away, or like one of them decides that they should go live in the forest because both of them hates their parents for not really any good reason. Does this like does this sound new and original? Not two, at all. Two teenagers hate their parents. This kind of sounds like that uh, last Wes Anderson movie. Just they're just older. Oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. Uh, that is something that that's what I was thinking is. Um, like 30 minutes and uh, 20 minutes in the movie actually i think i texted you pretty soon after that after what after i started watching it is it definitely felt like i wish i was wes anderson uh that was the general kind of thing in the movie and part of wes anderson's brilliance like if you write down what the movie's about any any wes anderson movie on paper it doesn't sound that interesting wes anderson movies are about the characters and the dialogue and the way that they're delivered and like the little scenes that he sets up, including you know how they're how they're blocked and, and set up and everything. Um, this movie didn't have any of that. It just had the story of a Wes Anderson movie without the characters and the dialogue. Um, Nick Offerman is great, and Megan Mullally and Alison Brie are great. Uh, but yeah, it's just these teenagers who hate their parents, and there's never there's not really a good compelling reason to hate their parents, and you don't ever really feel any particular emotion for any of the characters. At least I didn't. I mean, I am heartless, but I, you know, there's something there, but it wasn't at this time. Um, They go and live in the forest and they have adventures, but it's mostly just every time there's like a line of dialogue and then they cut to an indie song and like a montage of them dancing in the fucking river and waking up to the sun. Sounds twee as fuck. (laughs) Pretty much. And then there's a girl and whenever girls get involved, there's a bunch of drama and then in the end, they live happily ever after. Was not a fan of that movie. 
The only thing I liked, and the, actually the main reason that I rented it, I was just bored and I walked to Nugget to get, um, I don't know, cheese or something. And I saw a red box on the way out and I've never used a red box before. And I was like, oh, a movie. My internet isn't working, which is why I was bored. <laughs> and I'd finished my book. So there's these things called books. Um, I just discovered them. But uh, so I decided to rent a movie and all of them sounded terrible. And most of them I'd heard of. And then I just saw Kings of Summer and it was like, winner of such and such award. And I was like, that sounds familiar. And I squinted at it. And one of the little tiny faces on the picture looked like Nick Offerman. I was like, that one. I'm going to get that one. Because it might be Nick Offerman. Nah, it might be Nofferman. I'm not sure if it is. But it might be. So I rented it. And <laughs> Another movie that I saw was Movie 43, which was hilarious. Except for the scene with Hugh Jackman having huge balls hanging off his chin. That huge one was ballman. Huge ballman. <laughs> um, that was disturbing. But it was otherwise a quite humorous movie. I also rewatched Shaun of the Dead. It wasn't as funny as I remembered, but I still did enjoy it. I mostly rewatched Hot Fuzz as well. Okay. Um, that one was quite funny, as funny as I remembered. I had meant I had bought those um, right before World's End came out because I was going to watch them before that, but I didn't. And that's all I have to say about that. Before uh, World's End, I wound up rewatching all those, and I enjoyed Hot Fuzz more than I expected. Shaun of the Dead, it's cool. Yeah. I I Doesn't get quite I get up. why people love it. But mm -hmm. it's not for me. Yeah. I did think of you um, at the part at the beginning when they're thinking of things to throw at the zombies to to kill them. And he gets out his record collection and he's starting to throw <laughs> them. Right. And the other guy is like, no, not that one. And one of them that he refuses to let him throw is... Uh, I don't recall what it was. Purple Rain. It's classy. You can't put throw Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Then the zombies would just be colorful and wet. You still haven't seen Purple Rain, have you? I haven't. It's well, you nailed what it's about. It's about colorful moisture falling from the sky. Yes, unintended reference. <laughs> I doubt anyone's listened this far, but I do have a couple episodes in the works. I still need to finish compiling the Star Wars episode, and I've got a women horror characters in shit. What is my other episode? I've been titling them Horror Women. <laughs> horror um, Women. I'm interviewing fans of horror who are male about the roles of women in horror films. I've only got two interviews so far. I might just edit, or I might just have a producer edit that together into an episode, or I might try to get one more interview. We'll see. And then I also want to interview my little siblings about Star Wars because they've never seen it before and they recently watched the first one. Um, and I think that's the only episode ideas I have in mind. Oh, I'm also going to make a best of the past 16 months episode. And hopefully I'll get that to you by or before New Year's. And then after that, I'm going to have a clip show. <laughs> Cop out. Cool. That's me being a listener. Mm. Yay. Now I want you to cut show. it. Ha ha. Cop out. Ha ha. Cop out. I'm a popcorn. Ha ha. Cop out. I'm a popcorn. I'm a popcorn. Right. Oh, no. I feel like I just. Eh, never mind. Bring popcorn that is your own. Am I Bane or Yoda? I'm a popcorn frog. I like popcorn, yo. I'm a cute little colonel. I ain't all that tall. Been loving popcorn since after the alcohol. I'm a popcorn frog. Don't be mad at me because I'm all made the popcorn sound when I pop in my mouth. Okay. I want to get away. I want to fly away. Yeah, yeah, yeah.